So hello, everyone. This is Otessa, and you are listening to Conversations with Hysterical Women. That's Women with an X, the Hysterical Women podcast, where you are all welcome here, friends, allies, everywhere across the rainbow, across the binary. I'm just really glad to have you be here. And this is meant to be a safe space to explore all of the weird things that life throws at us and all of the different ways in which we can be twisted and torn asunder, but also all the different ways that we can come back together. So thank you for listening, and I'm glad that you're here and going to be cheesy, but comment, like, subscribe. Yeah, and I've seen people get bullied, and I, and I stand up. I, I always stand up for, like, the nurses that are timid or, you know, if I feel like someone's getting bullied because I get upset because I'm first I go to the person, like, why didn't you say anything? And I start getting, and I'm like, well, everybody's already mad at you, so I can't be mad at you, too. But <laughs> right. and I get really upset when people don't stand up for themselves. And then, like, yeah, if I I'm stand sure. up for you, like, two or three times, you're supposed to learn, and then you're supposed yeah. to do it for yourself next time. You to, and if yeah. you're like, I'm like, listen, no one's coming to save you. Like, you need to be able to, you know, speak up. And, I mean, there was a situation situation where I was, this was in the ER, this doctor was fairly new, and um, I found out that he was like, probably like fired for three jobs prior, so I don't know why we hired him, but um, <laughs> you know, he walked in the room, there was a situation, a patient wasn't breathing that well, and um, somebody else went to go grab like a mask to give him oxygen, because it wasn't in the room, the room wasn't stopped, just a whole bunch of stuff, and he was just like, oh, this room is full of idiots, and he was like pissed off, so this is front of patient, called everybody in the room without me, I was like, well, okay, time to put this down, this patient, okay, you guys are good, and I like, followed him out the room and I was like you know who who are you talking to in there like I who were you talking to like that's crazy and he was like oh I was talking to you guys you guys don't know what you're doing and then he like stood up and he was like this tall and got in my face and I was like oh am I like supposed to back down because this big man is in this little girl's face I said um am I supposed to back down like I'm not scared of you you need to sit down and I mean this was like in the station and and like I was like we don't do this here I don't know where you came from but you don't talk to anybody like that here you don't, you know, and I had to really, like, get really stern. And, I mean, eventually he apologized and everything. And it was more of an ego thing. He wanted things to be going his way. That's not how emergency medicine works. Things come as yeah. they go, and you solve problems constantly. Right. And you pivot, and you pivot, and you adapt, and you adjust. That's all the patients. And it's all about them, not you. Exactly. And there are situations where, like, they're completely out of line. And sometimes you do have to nip things in the bud in real time because it's that pressing. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes things can wait. And then there are, all, there are also situations where, like, judgments are being made and you know it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are, like, you know, everyone's, like, looking at each other through a little mask. And it's like... Oh no, that's wrong. You can't. That's not the right dose. You know, somebody yeah. has to say it. That, yeah, and I'm that. Too. Yeah, and I'm that person. Too. Like you, you know what you know, and then you know what you don't know, right? Right. And and so there's a lot of that going on, and people get hurt because other people are afraid to speak up. Mm-hmm. Speak up. You don't say after the fact. Oh, I knew that was happening. Or, like mm-hmm. it was happening to a real person in real time. You have. You should have said time out. Right. And so there is a lot of that, and. So I think with more training, and I think like in med school, they need to kind of train the residents about how to deal with the nurses more. You know, like first year residency, they're like so nice to you because they know nothing and they're so dependent on you. And then like third year, they get this like confidence and they get all cocky and all of a sudden they forgot your name and they like walk past you in the hall and don't say hi. Really? And you're looking at them like... Bro, you're not even a real doctor. Wow. Yeah. So, it, it's, it's just so much dynamics in, like, as nurses, we just watch this whole thing. We, you know, we, we, we're like surveyors of the whole healthcare system, yeah. you know, and we just, you know. Interesting. So, it, it, the whole dynamic is interesting. Wow. I wish that um, 
like American culture knew more about, you know, most people who know about nurses because they have them in their families. Mm -hmm. But like outside of that, even if as a patient, they really don't know what it means. Like it's about the hours. They don't know about the sacrifice. They don't know about not going on breaks or not being able to use the bathroom. Like they don't know that part. They don't know that there are people too. You know, when you're yelling at them, there's five other people yelling at them. You know, when your medication is like, there's like five other people's medications late. And it's like not late because of the nurse. It's late because like the pharmacy is back It's the pharmacy, right. But they don't. And it's so layered, but you're there. Right. You are there. So it's you, 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 you. Anyone makes a mistake, it's still you, 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 you. You know, you send your patient to x-ray with an IV, they come back and they're like bleeding out. It's you. It doesn't matter that that wasn't happening before. So it's a big responsibility. And um, we really have to look at how are we compensating? How are we compensating these people? You know, and ratios. We've been fighting for nurse-to-patient ratios since, like, Florence Nightingale. And that wasn't even hospitals back then. Like, like it is unreal. It's not realistic for one nurse to take care of six patients, you know, or eight patients. That's not realistic. That's crazy. But, you know, that's the norm, and that's where the business corrupts the medicine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the business corrupts, it corrupts the care. The patient care is it, so, like, devalued. Yeah, it corrupts the care. Sad. And then there's a pressure on these physicians to discharge, discharge, and do this. But they're not really getting the, the, the real time they need to really think yeah. mm-hmm. and really diagnose, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of barriers, and the whole thing has to come crashing before, um, before we can fix it. Do you think, can you see that happening, like, in our lifetime, or...? So I used to always, you know, I would be that person that's so quick to be like, no, I'm like the old people. Even though I'm young, you know, the old people, we ain't going to never see a black president. Right, right. No, and I just, after we see the black president, I kind of stopped saying no to never. Like, right. I kind of stopped saying always. So I, I really don't know. I mean, it, 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 it all depends on us. It depends on the people. If we really want something to happen, we can make it happen. We've always been the ones to make everything happen, right? We really have to be mad enough. We really have to care enough, and we really have to be willing to sacrifice as a collective, you know, at the same time. So, I mean, anything is possible. Donald Trump is right. Listen, man. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. (laughs) Anything is possible. You brought up a good point, which is that it is important as a patient to also, you are not just handing over your well-being to the medical practitioners. You should ideally also be involved in that journey and keeping your records and maintaining it yourself and listening and also double-checking everything because it's your body at the end of the day. If there's a mistake, you're going to pay for it. So that's important. But so I'm going to pivot with that a little bit in terms of the way that the healthcare system is broken. If you are outside of the healthcare system and are just a patient, that still means that there's got to be something that a patient could do. Well, yeah, patients are really good at writing letters. So they write letters to hospital CEOs and administrators, and that gets attention because, you know, they're always thinking lawsuit, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know... You can write letters, you can advocate for yourself. But if you feel like like a real injustice was done to you, then you you know, we are licensed professionals. A license can be removed, revoked, suspended. You know what I mean? Like if you know that like if you saw your doctor take your Percocet in your room, 
and like washed it down with vodka. Clearly, you gotta say something. You gotta report it. First of all, you still in pain. Like that was my Percocet, sir. Like the vodka, okay, that was yours. But the Percocet, like that, that was mine. I needed that. Yeah. So I mean, right, yeah, you, right. you report to agencies. There's board of the, you know board of medicine. There's board of nursing and stuff like that. So if you really feel like something terrible has happened, then you report it to. But that's like a case by case, like personal basis, which is important. Yeah. Is there something that patients collectively could do? Um, you can, you know, if there's something you're really concerned about, you need a, something specific and you can yeah. go to your local, you know, policy maker or a council person and say, this is an issue in my community and you can try to advocate like grassroots, like anything else, yeah. you know, if you think something's wrong. But I, because I know how big, uh, you know, how deep pharma is and, and, and you know. Healthcare is big business. They got billions yeah, of dollars. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. a pretty hard thing to fight, you know, if you're really trying to change. Yeah. Giant, a real change. You know, that's you fighting with giants, you know. But as it's really things you could do as an individual more than a collective. Okay. It's it's really who you put in office that can actually yeah. Yeah, it's really how you vote. Like in and, and it's really what you hold political officials accountable for too. Mm-hmm. Like if you know the seniors in your community are like really in poor shape, then that's something that you need to make an issue so that whoever's running right. for office knows that that's you know, if you were going to address this, I'm not voting for you. Yeah. So again it starts with the people, but then it's the elected officials who kinda have that, that voting power and that say. So you know, it's it's kind of hard. If that's something people really feel like, like a lot of people were upset about what insurance companies were doing, right? They were dropping you when you got sick and you like paid into it for this long. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they came up with Obamacare and this and this and that. And that was because they started telling political officials, like, are you for this? Are you going to help me with healthcare or not? And you have to, the people have to leverage that mm-hmm. and they have to make the people who have the say and the power do what they want them to do and that that's that's voting yeah that's voting you know that's voting yeah the insurance situation is definitely oh uh, it's a scam yeah it's yeah, a scam like they don't yeah it's a scam I mean I think people should sue the insurance companies for the amount of stress that they cause them that's real that is I, very I like real. if you're dying of cancer and you're on hold for an hour I mean yeah, because you're trying to like get them to pay for something like they should they be held accountable for yeah. something like and that. And I swear, like, in those that is direct. It is. Yeah, they do it on purpose because the I. The, I'm sorry. This is so. This sounds paranoid and negative of me, but I think that in certain instances, I think that the insurance companies, like if it's a concussion or if it's someone who has terminal cancer, they are more difficult because they want to break you up. up. Yeah, and they yeah, want to write you off. Like they're like, "Oh my god, this person costs so much yeah. money. Die already." That's yeah. really what insurance companies like. It sounds callous, but they don't like you trying to be sick. It's yeah. either you're healthy and you don't cost any money, or you die. Like you just need to hurt and die. Because when you're sick, that's when they actually have to do what they say they're gonna do. Yeah. Pay for stuff. They don't like that. So they just like the making money part. Yeah, they like the making money part. The whole being sick part really gets in the way. Unfortunately, so, that is the service. That was your purpose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, that's what you like, said your purpose was for. And then yeah. like, you get pissed off, right? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's um, it's unfortunate. That's real, though, because they're real. That's, I think, the more we think about mental health. Oh, my God. 
So, there could be now unfortunately with the class action lawsuit the person who makes most of the money are the lawyers I think so and it, we never benefit right yes. <laughs> somehow you know you like cost this out more and they're like yes okay so then they cut this big check and you're like oh I got a check for five five dollars yes like you know, I so hard <laughs> you know like and it's that is, that's really that's disheartening you yeah. know like it just makes people want to give up and that's not what you know that that's terrible but it, everything is so difficult and it shouldn't have to be that difficult for people to do the right thing yeah mm-hmm. but you know yeah. We do appreciate because, like you said, there are some people who are just in it for the money, but there are physicians and nurses who oh, yeah. really have a heart for people. Yeah. And that's what's really needed. Yeah. That's, that's what's really needed. Yeah. And I, I thank God for those people. And I hope that we have more. And I hope more people, because there isn't money in medicine like there used yeah. to be anymore anyway. So I hope more and more and more providers are going into it for the right reasons. You know, a lot of people become doctors because they didn't like what happened to their grandmother or their mom or their sister and they knew like I don't want you know I don't want this to happen to somebody else I want to make a difference and we need more of those yeah we do we need more of those people you know Mm -hmm. yeah definitely my brother she had had a spike in her blood pressure but it was it's not chronic he just eating all the wrong stuff Mm -hmm. but she saw a nurse practitioner so I'm telling you like all the nurses I mean we had some cool doctors but the nurse practitioners like they were my favorites personally when I worked in the medical practice but um she saw a nurse practitioner and um she had put her on some medication just to regulate the blood pressure Mm -hmm. but she was like rather than you taking it for the rest of your life you know you can do this and do that so you can come off of that so you don't have to take the pills for the rest of your life right and that's just what I love and respect it's not like you have to take it but here's some alternatives right. if you're going to come off of that so you know yeah, that, that's good options. Yeah, given options it, yeah you don't just tell your patient you have to do this you have to give them options yeah. and this is the benefit of this option versus that option mm-hmm. and then you give them a choice yeah you yeah. know, and that's the way that you uh, approach things, you know. And then when you do that, they tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you, know, <laughs> you know, being a nurse, it's like the doctor walks in, like any drugs, no, any alcohol, no, 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 doctor, you know, chest pain, I go in there. And, you know, you turn your chest, I'm like, man, how much cocaine you took, man? I snorted like three lines. Man. <laughs> and they tell you, you know, everything because they, you know why? Because they feel safe. And they trust you. Because they, they, right. And then I go, I'm like, oh, we can't give him that, doc. He took cocaine. He took like three. And the doctor's like, what? He told you? I'm like, you know, they tell us everything. They don't tell you anything. Well, I'm like, first of all, you walk in with that silly white coat. Like, I'm like, no, you, just, you just look too serious. Like, right. they're like, I'm not talking to you. Like, you're right. a nurse. Right. Like, right. where's right. the nurse? Right. We're like a medium. Like, right. they're like a nurse. And they're like, oh, tell the doctor, you know, you know, I took some pills too. Like, like they, like, you know, it, it, it's so, it's so funny. But at the same time, like, I appreciate the relationship that I have with my patient. Yeah. That's that awesome. we could, like, you know, keep it that road with yeah, each other. Like what you have. Right, and yeah. then like, and I, I, it's always like when they're not yelling at you. It's always funny, like because they're talking to you, smiling. The doctor walking, and you both get quiet, like, oh, what he want? You know what I mean? Like, like that's so funny to me. It's it. like, oh, we got, it. you know, we're bonding here. Like, oh, here come the doctor. We both like, oh, the doctor's coming, and then we both, you know, it's it's, it's funny. Yeah, right. it's really funny. But like, you know, my patients are crazy. I learn a lot from them. Mm-hmm. A lot. I think they're hilarious. They think I'm hilarious, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, they, you know, they regular people. They having a bad day you know so they coming to see you and yeah yeah you know it, it's it's interesting I, I i wish there was more film in in medicine because people really need to like understand and see like what that looks like mm-hmm. you know 
So yeah. Yeah.